Group Experience is a new and refreshing way for you, your friends, or your family to travel. Check the show notes to learn more. What's going on? I'm your host, Stevie G, and you are listening to DBE, the podcast designed for students of travel. You can catch the show anywhere you listen to podcasts, or you can tune in by visiting groupexperience.com, the new home of the Destinations Beyond Expectations podcast. Do me a favor, and if you're listening on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts, make sure to subscribe to the show. That really helps the podcast reach more students of travel. If you haven't checked out Destinations Beyond Expectations on Facebook yet, go ahead and like the show there. It's a great way to stay up to date. And DBE is on Instagram too. You can find some fun travel blogs along with a button to join the DBE Patreon community by visiting dbetravel.com, the official website of the podcast. For this week's episode, we're taking a trip to the great state of Louisiana to learn more about a city with a wonderful Mardi Gras festival. But guess what? I'm not talking about New Orleans. No, I'm talking about a city that was recently voted the happiest city in America, Lafayette, Louisiana. Lafayette is a great destination to explore and it hosts many wonderful festivals and events throughout the year. My guest this week is Ben Berthelot, President and CEO of the Lafayette Convention and Visitors Commission. Ben joins the show to talk about some of the fabulous festivals that take place in Lafayette and we dive into some of the exciting attractions and outdoor experiences around town. All right, let's get to it. Here's my interview with Ben. Ben, thank you so much for joining me on the Destinations Beyond Expectations podcast. How are you? I'm doing great. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks so much for doing this. How are things uh, in Lafayette? We're hanging in there. A lot of optimism with the vaccines rolling out, and we're starting to see some uptick in, in travel, and we've been really promoting the outdoors during this time, as well as our great food scene. You know, we were named the Best food town in the United States by USA Today and Rand McNally, and the tastiest town of the South by Southern Living Magazine. So we certainly have a great food scene, and our restaurants have done a great job making sure that their patrons are are safe. And of course, a lot of outdoor dining's opened up, and really the weather's just phenomenal right now. So uh, it's it's been doing, I guess, the best we can, and we're all trying to trying to make it through uh, the pandemic. And like I said, we're starting to see some. Some positive signs and some, some signs of optimism. That's awesome to hear. And and one thing I know about your area um, is it's a fun place to be, right? I mean, you guys got things going on all year. Without getting into sp- the specifics, because we'll do that in a second, um, tell me about some of the events and, and festivals and why Lafayette's such a good uh, area for that. Well, we were named the happiest city in America by the Wall Street Journal. A lot of that has to do with our food, our music, and our culture. And all of our festivals festivals incorporate pretty much those three the items and in the spring we have the largest free francophone festival in the world called festival international to louisiana and francophone bands from all over the world take over our downtown as well as local cajun exotico bands but we have people from all around the world who attend that festival and it's actually held the weekend before jazz fest and so a lot of international visitors come in for both festival international as well as a jazz fest into the state of Louisiana. And then every spring and fall, we have a series called Downtown Live. You know, our live music is really what I think separates us from a lot of 
parts of the state. We have live music seven nights a week, Cajun and Zydeco at some of our great dance halls. But during the spring and the fall, we have several uh, outdoor music series, Downtown Live on Friday night in downtown. Then on Thursday nights, we have Rhythms on the River in a little area called River Ranch. Uh, in Lafayette on Wednesdays, Mecca D Show in Karen Crow. And so just plenty of opportunities in both the spring and the fall for live music. And then in the fall every year, we host festival Acadian and Creole, which is the world's largest free Cajun and Zydeco festival. And that's held in Gerard Park, right near our university. It's an outdoor festival. But again, great uh, local music, our Cajun and Zydeco musicians, great artisans, and of course the food. So all of our festivals year-round pretty much incorporate our food, music, and culture. Listeners, go ahead and reference the show notes where you'll find a link to the festivals page on LafayetteTravel.com. It's a great resource to see what's happening in Lafayette, and it might be helpful to have up as Ben talks more about some of the great events. I mentioned at the top of the show that Lafayette has a fantastic Mardi Gras. Ben, tell us more. Of course, we can't forget Mardi Gras, which is really a, uh, the largest festival we have uh, every every late winter or spring, depending on when, when Easter falls. But we have the second largest Mardi Gras in the state, in New Orleans. It's a very family-friendly Mardi Gras. The parade route is lined with barricades. And it's just a great time to be in our area. There's a lot happening around Mardi Gras in our dance halls. So the opportunity to hear live music uh, is tremendous during that time frame. There's a lot of great energy, always, but particularly around our major festivals. We have so many festivals. We have hundreds of festivals in the state of Louisiana. And certainly, we always say, you know, if it, if it, if it runs, jumps, flies, our crawls, we pretty much have a festival uh, named after that that animal or whatever it is. But what what's maybe a difference between the Mardi Gras in Lafayette versus Mardi Gras that you know is in New Orleans? Well, I always tell people you, you definitely have to experience New Orleans and Mardi Gras once in your life. It's a it's a unbelievable experience. But what's great about our Mardi Gras again? It's very family friendly, so you can really bring kids down. Our people are so friendly. I'll catch beads for. Kids, but it's also a very affordable uh, Mardi Gras. Oftentimes in New Orleans, you'll run into um, limitations on a room night stay, so you may have to stay two or three nights during that time frame. We don't have uh, any of that. Our average daily rate is about $75, so we've been named one of the most affordable destinations um, in the country many times on many different lists. The, the live music, but then the other, I think, thing that separates us a little bit from the New Orleans Mardi Gras is that you can get out into the rural areas around Lafayette and experience the career of Mardi Gras, which is a totally different experience than you would think of a Mardi Gras with floats on the streets. This is done in the country and on horseback and costumes, and they actually uh, chase a chicken around uh, and trying to get the ingredients to the gumbo. So it's, it's an incredible experience. Anthony Bourdain, so many celebrity uh, chefs and guests have come to experience that. So that's also, while you have the city-type Mardi Gras, you have a, also have an opportunity to get out into the country and experience the career of Mardi Gras, which is an experience unlike anything else you can, you can get Okay, so Mardi Gras in Lafayette sounds so fun. One of my favorite things about visiting different places is getting to try new foods, and Lafayette has some incredible food that's even the focus of some festivals. Ever heard of Boudin? Uh, the Boudin Festival. In the spring, in Scott, Louisiana, the Boudin capital of the world, is a great opportunity to experience some of the 
where the Boudin are. We have so many different Boudin stops on our Cajun Boudin Trail, and it really is something that is intriguing uh, to our visitors. Uh, in the fall, again, uh, we celebrate Boudin with the Boudin Cook-Off, where many of our Boudin uh, operators come downtown Lafayette, and we have a competition that is judged who has the best Boudin. And this year, they're actually going to add bacon to that uh, component as well. So no, no shortage of uh, festivals, particularly in the spring and the fall, when we, when we tend to have our best uh, weather of the year. So for anybody out there that might not know what Boudin is, can you maybe describe a little bit for someone who's never been to, to your area? Sure. It's, it's tough to describe, but Boudin is technically a sausage, but it's made in a pig casing with uh, rice and ground meat and onions and <clears throat> all mixed together. And it really, it, it comes from, uh, you know, back in the day uh, when, when the Acadian people arrived in our area, uh, and they would have boucheries uh, in, where they would slaughter a pig. And really it was a means of survival, but it was also uh, attributed to the way they took every single piece of that pig and turned it into a, a meal. And so uh, boudin is, is one of the things that comes out of that. And uh, just it's so, it's so unique. But what's really great is that you, know, you can buy boudin in a gas station. You can buy it in a restaurant. Uh, like I said, Scott is the boudin capital of the world. So we're really, we're really proud of all the many different offerings of, of Boudin. It's a great breakfast, lunch, dinner, any time of the day. Uh, it's really a, a great uh, part of our cuisine. And with everything going on as far as COVID, are you guys still planning on having it this upcoming season? Yes, the majority of our uh, spring festivals have been pushed back or going virtual. But we're optimistic that starting in the fall, our governor just uh, opened up outdoor events with no limitations other than social distancing. And so we believe that festivals will happen in the fall. Uh, we're excited about that. So probably our, our largest one in the fall will be Festival Cadian in Creole, which is held the second week of October. But the Boudin cook-off, the bacon um, cook-off, as well as Downtown Live and all of our music series, we believe will be back up and running in the fall, done safely outdoors, looking to social distance and do it safely. Now we've heard you talk about the food a little bit, uh, but something else I'm noticing is is the the music culture in your area, and I've, I'm seeing that in different festivals uh, that are on your page. And of course, I'm seeing the word Zydeco. What is Zydeco for anyone out there that might not know? Can you kind of maybe explain it a little bit more? Sure. Well, we're known as the birthplace of both Cajun and Zydeco music, and uh, Cajun music uh, is played. Uh, a lot of times uh, it'll be sung in French. We have uh, really a French culture here, and uh, about 25% of the people still speak French to this day, where you, and we have French tables around town where you can come and speak French with the local. So a lot of times the Cajun, Cajun music will be sung in French, although not all the time, but generally that features um, a uh, violin and what we call a T-fair, which is a, a triangle. And so it's a little bit different from Zydeco music, which is a little bit more upbeat, uh, normally it features an accordion uh, and uh, what's called a rubber. Um, it's, so it's it's a, a washboard, but it's played with spoons uh, on your chest. And so it's a really both great music, a little bit little bit different in terms of the tempo and and the beat. Uh, both featuring an accordion, but uh, really unique to our area. And like I said, it's, it's a music you can hear uh, seven nights a week. And, 
And, and what's great is that you can't, when you hear Cajun Exotica music, particularly Exotica music, all of a sudden people just start dancing because it's such a positive uh, type of music and uh, really, really fun to see our visitors come in and, and, and get on the dance floor and we'll have somebody teach you how to, how to Cajun two-step or Exotico uh, when you're here. Yeah, I mean, I'm seeing the Zydeco Marathon in the spring. Um, I'm seeing the Zydeco Extravaganza, and I'm seeing the Southwest LA Zydeco or Louisiana Zydeco Music Festival. So you guys have this like all year round. You have this music playing, and it's and it's really great. Uh, is there a particular time of year where the the music's you can hear it the most, or is it really all year round? Very proud of like we have, like I said, we have seven seven nights a week. We have live music, and our dance halls are. Uh, back open now. They were shut down a little bit um, due to COVID. But on our website, we have a, a listing of all the uh, Caucasian country dance halls where you can hear the live music in places like Randall's and Blue Moon Saloon, which is a really neat honky tonk uh, near downtown uh, with live music and just incredible things happen. Like one night when the lead singer from Violent Films just showed up to play uh, with the Lost Bayou Ramblers and then we have Rock and Bowl, which is a, a really unique venue as well in downtown, uh, which is a technically a bowling alley, but that's not what makes it unique. It's, it's the, the live music and it's a, a wonderful venue. Uh, Feed and Seed and um, Praise Jean. So, so many opportunities to hear our live music. And in many of the places, you can also uh, eat dinner while, while hearing the music and then get out on the dance floor and burn off those calories that you put on eating the delicious food. But our festivals run year-round, although uh, typically the best time is starting uh, in the fall, and, and then we take a little break. During the holidays, there's, there's not, not too many uh, festivals happening, but then back in the spring, and it's getting to the point now where pretty much every weekend you can come in and experience a festival, and I encourage people to go to our website, lackedtravel.com, and see a listing of all the all the different events and festivals that we have. Uh, but but every every year, something new pops up. We, have, we now have a plate lunch festival. We're known for our plate lunches. We're known as the plate lunch paradise. Um, we have uh, just so many, so many different types of uh, pool boy festival now. And like I said, pretty much all of it revolves around food, music, and, and the culture. But just a really great opportunity to come for the first time to come around one of those festivals and really get immersed in the Cajun and Creole culture. Well, in addition to the, the food, music, and culture that's in your area, what else can people maybe get into if they're visiting Lafayette? Well, we have a lot of outdoor experiences right now that we're really pushing with, with the COVID-19 uh, pandemic, and we find, we're finding people want to be outdoors. And so just 30 minutes away from Lafayette, we have the North America's largest swamp, the Chapalaya Basin, where you can do a swamp tour, uh, kayaking, a lot of birding, um, and it's really a beautiful area. Of course, everybody wants to see an alligator when they come to our area. So it's an opportunity to do that. And then Lake Martin, about 15 minutes outside of Lafayette, has great uh, fall tours, kayaking and birding uh, as well. But because of our Cajun uh, and Creole culture and history, we also have two living history museums. One is Vermilionville, which takes you back in time to the 1800s. And, and actually, the artisans are dressed up as people would have been in that time, that the houses are built from that time frame. There's a blacksmith. Uh, there's, uh, there's Cajun jams happening. So it's really a great opportunity to see how the Cajun and Creole people, the Native Americans, all lived back during that time. And our other living history museum is called the Cajun Village, which which has similar uh, features 
and you can experience uh, really how people live during that time frame. So it's a really great opportunity to learn about the history of the Cajun and Creole people while while really living it uh, in, a, in a natural environment and through the, those living history museums. And then one of the things we're really proud of is right outside of our area uh, in Avon Avery Island is the home of Tabasco, which is the only place in the world where Tabasco is bottled. Tabasco, of course, is arguably the number one brand in the world, but they have a brand new visitor experience where you can actually stop on self-guided tours and see how the peppers are planted and harvested and mashed to ultimately create the Tabasco hot sauce. There's a museum, there's a there's a, a tasting room where you can taste basically any type of Tabasco that you would that you can imagine, including Tabasco Coca-Cola and Tabasco ice cream. And then they have a, a new restaurant where you can really experience some great cuisine. And also on Avery Island is uh, called Jungle Gardens, which is a really beautiful and peaceful uh, opportunity to really see the landscape, lots of birds and alligators and all those things that people come to our area uh, to see. And of course, like every community, we have a great art scene downtown in Arcadia Center for the Arts. We have a, one of our popular attractions, a place called Martin Accordion, particularly for groups where they the gentleman makes accordions and sells accordions to people all across the world, but he also puts on a little demonstration to talk about the difference between Cajun and Zydeco music. And then lastly, I'll mention our most popular uh, tour or attraction on TripAdvisor is something called Cajun Food Tours, where you hop on a bus and a retired school teacher named Marie Cody takes you to eight, seven or eight different stops uh, and restaurants and you sample some of the different cuisine and she talks about the history of that cuisine, whether it be gumbo or jambalaya, or depending on what type of time of year you hear crawfish, and you'll get a sample of all of those items and uh, be on a bus so you don't have to drive. And so that's a that's been a great new product addition to our area as well. It sounds to me like if I'm going to plan a trip to Lafayette, maybe I want to plan for a few days, not just one day, because it sounds like you guys really have so much to to explore. Exactly. Yeah, certainly, you know, we're not as a hub city, and because that's because Lafayette sort of serves as a hub base where you can get within 30 minutes, like I said, you can get to the Chapalaya base and you can get to Tabasco, you can get to uh, Arnaville, which is a really growing arts scene, has a growing arts scene and really a, a tremendous French uh, culture. But it's sort of a hub and spoke to get to all those places. And that's in addition to, of course, what we have in in Lafayette, which is the fourth largest city uh, in the state. But so many opportunities to get immersed in the Cajun and Creole culture. And, and like I mentioned, so many great opportunities to experience the outdoors, um, kayaking, canoeing, paddling, swamp tours. So it's certainly going to encourage people to book a couple day trip um, and experience all of, not just Lafayette, but all of our region known as Acadia. Ben, tell me a little bit about LafayetteTravel.com. What if someone goes there? What might they find that can be helpful for them when they're planning their trip? We have a lot of great information in addition to the calendar events, which we talked about. Uh, some some sample itineraries, for example, if you wanted to be uh, a Cajun for a day, well, a lot of times people come to our area and they say, "Well, I want to see a Cajun," and so you know, I always tell them, "Just look, look right there. There's, there's a Cajun." But but. Uh, we have itineraries, depending on what, what you're interested in doing, whether it be a, a music type itinerary, uh, if you want to do a foodie type itinerary, 
or if you want to do what we call Hub City Day Trip and go experience some of the other areas uh, around us. Uh, you don't have to just uh, imagine what's possible. You can actually download, print out these itineraries and, and go experience them for yourself. We have a list of all of our locally owned restaurants. We're really proud of, of our Eat Lafayette campaign, which features over 230 locally owned restaurants. And so we know people aren't coming here to eat at uh, a chain restaurant. They want to experience our cuisine, our Cajun and Creole cuisine. And so through our website, you can find out a list of locally owned restaurants, and then you can find out all the events happening in our area. And you can break it down, our events calendar, by you know what you want to experience. If you want to experience the arts, or if you want to experience live music, or if you want to experience um, any type of experience. So you can break it down and figure out what's going on uh, that weekend or that week that you want to travel to our, our area. So I really encourage people to do that. We also put out a bi-monthly visitor's guide that highlights what's happening uh, every two months in our area. You can download that on our website. And when you come to town, stop in our visitor center or any of our hotels, and you can pick up that uh, visitor's guide, which is called Along. And uh, like I said, a lot of our a lot of our area we think that we have to do ties to the French culture. So uh, Along means let's go. So we want people to come. Let's go to Lafayette. Let's go. I love it. Well, Ben, what I'm going to do is I'm going to include these in the show notes. So listeners, check the show notes uh, for the link to to get to LafayetteTravel.com. I do have one more question for you before we call it an interview here. Um, So on the the Destinations Beyond Expectations podcast, it's the podcast that's designed for students of travel. So I want to ask you, would you consider yourself to be a student of travel? And what's maybe a lesson that you've learned about travel uh, through your year through your years? I've had the opportunity, I've been in this position nine years, and through through my job promoting Lafayette and, and the state, we, we, we get the opportunity to travel all, all across the country and all across the world to uh, promote our area. And so I, I've certainly always enjoyed travel, but I think I've come to appreciate appreciate it more. And it's really the opportunity to learn about other other unique places. And my I guess my biggest tip is, and, and we always tell people when they travel here, uh, is try to find a find a local and ask them what they like to do because some depending on the destination that you travel to, uh, and some areas are more quote unquote touristy than others. You know, it may be different than what uh, a local might say. So I always enjoy trying to find a local a local person in the area and and, and just say, hey, what do you like to do to experience in your area? And, and normally that's a pretty good spot on uh, opportunity to to get a great feel for any destination that I'm traveling. I love it. Well, Ben, thank you so much for coming on the show to talk about the events and some of the other things to do around Lafayette. I really appreciate your time. We appreciate the opportunity. We look forward to seeing everybody in Lafayette uh, come to this. A big DBE thank you to Ben for coming on the show. Listeners, remember to check the show notes for links to LafayetteTravel.com. It's an awesome resource to use when you start planning your next Louisiana adventure. Please don't forget to check out Destinations Beyond Expectations on Facebook, Instagram, and at the official website, dbetravel.com. No matter if you're listening on groupexperience.com, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or some other audio source, thank you so much for tuning in. We all have at least one friend who loves to travel, right? Why not suggest the DBE podcast to them? There is always space in the classroom for more students of travel. Well, that's all I've got for this week's show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a fabulous day, and I will talk to you soon.